Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm so blessed to be back with you. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here this afternoon to take your questions and your prayer requests. As you just heard, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And so I would encourage you as you're listening in, uh, that you would call in and ask your questions and give your prayer requests. This is the Lord's show. This is your show. You, the listener, whether you're listening on Grace FM or another radio station or online, uh, wherever you're at, that you get opportunity to call in and ask the questions that perhaps are on your heart and and you've been wondering about or maybe wrestling with or maybe you need prayer or you have somebody that you want to uh, lift up in prayer. We are here, and I am here to minister in any way that I can to serve you, to give you the encouragement of God's Word, the truth of God's Word, uh, to pray with you as those prayers go before the throne of God and uh, in time of need and time of grace. And He desires for us to come to Him. You know, the Bible says, that we can cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. So I encourage you, give me a call. As soon as the calls come in, we'll go to the callers. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And of course, as most of you who have listened to Calvary Live before, uh, we want to remind you that there's another way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request, and that is a text line for texting only. Make sure you're safe when you text in at 720-336-0897. I'll repeat it, 720-336-0897, and I'll be giving those numbers throughout the program. And it's a good idea to put those two numbers, the call-in number and the text line, uh, into your uh, contacts and into your your, uh, favorites and, and to be able to pull it up and to be able to give us a call or contact us at any time. I do want to let you know as well that um, that text line is open 24-7 uh, as it originates out of Calvary Church in Aurora. It's where the Grace FM originates from. And so you can text in a prayer request anytime, 24-7, and there will be the staff, pastoral staff, that will be looking at those prayer requests and uh, contacting you again by text uh, as they look at those. And you'll have people praying for you. I think it's neat. I think it's wonderful that anywhere in the United States and really in the world, if you can navigate it, uh, that you can text a prayer request uh, at 720-336-0897. But I do want to let you know uh, that during this hour of Calvary Live, that as you text in a question or a prayer request, we will be taking those. So I encourage you to do that. I do want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners on uh, today that are listening. You are listening live 
and welcome. Uh, Grace FM extends all along the Front Range from Pueblo uh, up into southern Wyoming. want to welcome you in Wyoming. I've been spending a lot of time up there uh, just getting away, and some people have been emailing and asking uh, you know, if, uh, where I've been, and I just took a little time off of Calvary Live, and uh, it's been refreshing and uh, renewing and just seeking the Lord, and uh, I... I'm excited to be back with you again on Mondays and Tuesdays, so uh, I'd love to hear how you're doing. I know that uh, we continue to be in difficult days. We continue to be in days that where you're trying to navigate and, and move forward and all the uncertainty and everything. And so we want to be here to bless you and to encourage you and bring comfort to you and truth to you any way that we can. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. Let me know how you're doing. Love to hear from you. Also want to welcome those on the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. You too can call in at those numbers. You are a week delayed if you're listening on any uh, Christian radio station, and uh, particularly those two on the East Coast. Uh, we are praying for you, and I know that you got a tropical storm that is headed up the coast in some of our listening area uh, on Grace and Hope FM, or that is Hope and Truth FM, and we'll be praying for you during that time. I know you got a lot of rain and and uh, things like that coming at you in New Jersey and things like that. So we'll be praying for you in the next couple of days. But give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and then the text line, 720-336-0897. Uh, also, I want to welcome all the online listeners that are listening today. Uh, welcome to today's program. And uh, you can call anywhere in the nation. And at that number that I just gave to you, those two numbers, uh, of course, you can text in the question and, and prayer request. But I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we are looking forward to what the Lord has for us today. So we got a couple open lines. Give me a call. Let's go to Parker, where Felicia is on line one. Hi, Felicia. Hi. How are you, Pastor? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, I guess I, I, I kind of explained a little bit of the background. I'm just trying to understand biblically as a wife how to lead my husband. Um, I, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird. Um, <laughs> how I'm trying to, I guess, how I'm supposed to help him. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to explain this. Um, it's trying to get him outside of his comfort zone, so to speak. Um, it's a little bit not conducive to our lifestyle right now to be able to go to church in person because there is no children's ministry, and yeah. we don't have children old enough to just, you know, to be able to sit there um, right. and, and listen. So we aren't able to go in person. We typically attend uh, Calvary Aurora, and... Um, you know, I met somebody, and her husband's a pastor, and he's very by the Bible, and trying to get my husband to go there. He has red flags. Well, then we have, you know, friends over here that host Bible study. Well, there's red flags there, and, like, he—I I feel like he's might be scared to step out, and he's voiced to me that he doesn't want to lead us in the wrong direction, and I absolutely respect that, and I, I want to support that, but I also don't want him— being held back by that fear. So I've definitely been praying over it and having yeah. other, you know, people pray over it, but 
I guess I don't know if I'm missing anything, if there's anything biblically that I can be doing or, you know, sharing with him yeah. um, to helping yeah. be encouraging him. And, you know, one of the things that you're expressing is, you know, I think that you're not the only one. There's a number of challenges that have been brought to us as families. I've raised four kids, so it's a lot easier. My kids are all adults. Um, so we are having in-person services, but we don't have children's ministry right now. Matter of fact, we are uh, doing uh, the backyard on Sunday to where it's more open and we're not limited so much with uh, you know the amount of people that can come. It's worked well, except I know that it's difficult for families because we have families that have three or four or you know even more kids and to keep them, you know, there and, you know, they're, they can't pay attention. I've always said this over the years, um, that one of the worst things that, uh, that I can do to a child is make them listen to me for 40 minutes on a teaching. Um, and to have those classrooms <laughs> where we can uh, have them be taught at their level is very important. So we are looking at, we know that's important, uh, bringing everything back inside and getting the kids' classes going because it's so important. And uh, we had actually, we did a high school retreat this weekend, and we really prayed about it. We really prayed about, should we do it? Should we move forward? Because me as a pastor, we're all trying to make decisions what is best for our congregation. We know that fellowship is very important because God made us to have fellowship with him and then also fellowship with one another. Uh, but we we want to do it safely. We want to do it responsibly. Um, so everybody's trying to figure this out. They didn't write a manual on this, did they? And <laughs> everybody's doing it differently. And so we are eventually going to be bringing it in at the end of the month, probably Labor Day weekend, and uh, setting things up to where we can have kids because that's one of the things, even though we have had lessons online, um, we have had parking lot, you know, uh, events where they can come and get crafts, things like that. And uh, but it, they they need to be in class. They need to be learning. So we're going to be working towards that. So there's a couple things right now that has happened. One is what has happened is really kind of because uh, I've talked to my daughter who Barbara, who's been the children's ministry director, and Angie, who's also um, leading the children's ministry that what has happened is parents have had to step up and and really take the role of teaching their kids, which God had intended to. And one of the things that I've always taught is, you know, we want to come alongside parents, and we want to help you and encourage you and support you and equip you any way that we can for you to raise your children in the ways of the Lord. So when it comes to to you and your husband, how you can encourage your husband is, first of all, be praying for him. And uh, you got four precious kids, and how they need the Word of God given to them more than ever. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out kind of process. Uh, It can be uh, just simple Bible verses, praying with them uh, for a short time, but really encouraging him that, you know, this is our responsibility now, is to really take the kids and and do some things with them. And I'm sure that uh, you you said you go to Calvary Church in Aurora. They have done online lessons, things like that.
but to keep it simple and and to keep it to where you're praying with the kids. And I think that what you're going to find is the family that prays together stays together. You're going to find that you guys are going to grow closer to each other. It's going to be a tremendous blessing. And so encourage him in that, you know, that fathers, that you are to lead your children. You are to teach your children in the admonition of the Lord is what Paul writes in the book of Ephesians. Fathers are specifically um, commanded to do that, and fathers have been ordained and commissioned to lead in raising their children in the ways of the Lord. It doesn't mean that mom doesn't have a role in that. Of course mom has a role in that. But encourage him in that and and talk to him, you know, out of, you know, just uh, your role as a wife, the Scripture says, respect your husband, to do it respectfully, encouraging him. Um, I, I think sometimes, you know, being a man, it's like I need to hear that you can do it and you'd be wonderful and the kids would love it and and let's let's come up with a plan and I'll back you and, and encourage you and just keep doing those things. Keep doing him uh doing those things where he can be encouraged. It doesn't have to be, you know, ten chapters of Leviticus trying to expound <laughs> on the scriptures. Just Bible stories lessons, talking to them, and you, you'll be amazed what you'll see God happening. So I think what this COVID has done and you know, the limitations in churches has really challenged parents to do that, which is a good thing. But, but also, yeah. you know, the, the, um, the blessing of having fellowship, like we get to come, you know, we have our own devotions, don't we? But to be able to come on Sunday morning or Wednesday nights to hear the Word of God and to have lady studies and men's study is also very important as well. So right now you're in a place of praying. You're in a place of encouraging your husband and um, and and do that. And uh, I think that as you do, uh, that uh, the Lord's going to begin to press on his heart. And I just want to say to the parents that are out there, and particularly to the fathers, you know, the Lord desires to help you and encourage you to lead your children, and they need that desperately uh, because this world is unraveling right before our very eyes. And um, they're going to be facing pressures that I didn't face when I was a child. And unbelievable. And I can hear your little one right now. And to just love them, read scripture to them, pray with them. And it'll make all the difference in the world. So hopefully that helps. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a, a complicated thing. Yeah. He's got something to say. We like to watch Superbook with them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Pastor Chuck used to say something, even to us pastors. I, I'll never forget this. Um, when it came to teaching... He said, put the cookies where the kids can get to them. You know? <laughs> That's good. Put the cookies where the kids can get to them. You know, again, just very simple. And I think the important thing, too, is let them see how much the Lord means to you and how much you love him and how he's blessed your family and how you are blessed as a family to have the Lord because there's a lot of families that don't, and they're struggling right now. And uh, even Christians are struggling, but how much more uh, with, um, you know, the, you know, with uh, those who don't have the Lord. Also, the other thing that you can do is 
don't be afraid to call, you know, your home church and ask them for resources, ask them for, you know, advice, ask them for, you know, I'm sure they would love to reach out to you. And uh, I know the staff down at Calvary Church, and they'd love to serve you in any way that they can to help you minister to your children. Okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can Thank I pray you so you? much, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Let me pray with you. Father, I pray for Felicia, and I just pray that you would um, that you would just bless her. And, Lord, as she encourages her husband, and it is a challenge these days that we're in, in raising children in the ways of the Lord, because uh, so much of the world is comes against the wisdom of the world, uh, against what you have uh, prescribed in your word for us to raise our children, to get them grounded in the word. Uh, Lord, I pray that you give them wisdom, you give them resolve, that you would bless them as they come together. And Lord, you care about families and you care about their children. So, Lord, I pray you do an awesome work in them as they minister to them the Word. And we do pray for churches that as we're trying to navigate through all of this, that uh, we would be able to get back to children's ministry and be able to have classes. And I know parents are are really struggling with whether to send kids back to school, all these um, issues that have come up. But, Lord, we look to you. We look for spiritual wisdom in everything. And I just pray this for this precious family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God, God bless Pastor. you. Thank you. Okay, so you stay in touch, okay? All right, thank you. Take care. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. I believe we got all open lines right now. Well, actually, we got two open lines. So it has been a challenge. And parents, I know it's not easy. And, and a lot of you are making decisions and you know, in school districts about school coming up now that we're in August and what to do. Uh, but the most important thing is keep the Lord before them and keep the Word of God, um, you know, given to them. And uh, and the Lord has called us as parents, and even as me, even though my kids have all grown up, to continue giving my kids the Word of God, and you are to raise your kids in the ways of the Lord and the admonition of the Lord. So just, you know, Ask God for wisdom and direction uh, in that. It's it's a great, great responsibility that we have uh, as parents, and it's a great privilege that we have as parents as well. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000, if you need prayer or you got a question. Also, uh, the text line is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs back with you. And uh, so glad to be with you. We're going to go to Denver, where Rudy is online too. Hi, Rudy. How's it going? Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Very good. Thank God. Good. Very good. Um, I good. have a quick question. My son, my, my son, uh, he's going through the Bible. I bought him a while back. Um, I think I'd ask you guys, you know, what's a good Bible for him. He's uh, and he got to he got to the book where. Uh, they talk about Jesus, 12 years old, stood back at the temple and was teaching. And, uh, you know, his mom and dad were like, where's, yeah, where's Jesus at? And they found him, you know, preaching to the people in the temple. Okay, he read that. He was really, he really loved that. But he wants to know, was there anything else about his, you know, any any other readings of his young life, Jesus? You know, um, Dr. Luke, yeah, Dr. Luke is the only one that really records any instance of Jesus um, childhood, and that is the one that you just quoted, where at 12 years of age, 
as his family came to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast, that they laughed, they didn't know where he was. Uh, people say, you know, how can that happen? Well, you know, whole towns traveled together and relatives. It was safer that way. They had to walk from Nazareth to Jerusalem. So somehow he got, he wasn't with the group he was supposed to be or whatever. And uh, so they go back looking for him. And then he's in the, uh, as you said, he is in the temple um, and he is uh, in the midst of the teachers. And they were astonished at his understanding and his answers. And so they came back, they found him there. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, what have you done to us? You know, why are you here? And um, of course, parents, I, I lost my kid in J.C. Penney's once, my firstborn, for like 15 minutes. This scared me half to death. And she was just little running through, you know, the store, and, and I lost track of her. But it was interesting. He said, you know, don't you know I must be about my father's business? So that's the only instance that we have is his childhood. Um, the only other time is when he was eight years old, when Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple to be dedicated to the Lord to offer a sacrifice. The scripture is silent. Now, there are groups that will come along, and this is where you got to be careful, um, that uh, that they say, well, Jesus went to you know India or something like that. As far as we know, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Um, they had to flee to Egypt, uh, Joseph and Mary, because of Herod the Great. Herod the Great would die about two years, you know, after uh, he made that decree, when uh, you know to put to death the male children two years and under. In Bethlehem. And that is in Matthew chapter 2. And in Matthew chapter 2, the Magi, the wise men that we talk about at Christmas time, Rudy, they didn't come to Bethlehem until Jesus was a child. And so you might point that out to him. Uh, he was a child and he was in a house. So we have the manger scenes, you know, of. Yeah. You know, wise man coming on the night that Jesus was born. Well, that's that's really not biblical. Um, they came um, and they came to him when they saw the child that was in the house. They were exceedingly rejoicing. So that's the only childhood incidents that we have. Then they would go to Egypt, and then they would eventually go to Nazareth. So the the scriptures are silent about that till he was thirty years old and started his public ministry. Well, what's awesome about my son was that, you know, he he says, I was at, he's my stepson. He went to his father's he's reading his Bible. I love it. That and is so he, awesome. Yes, yeah, so he says, he tells me, he tells me, well, I turned off the TV before I got too interested in what was going on with the National Geographic uh, untold or found Hebrew scriptures of him as a child being bad. He goes, I turned it off because I didn't want to hear that. What's well, not in the Bible? Rudy, you know, yeah. stepdad, I don't want, if it's not coming from the Bible, I didn't want to hear it. I want good jobs because yeah. I think I've seen that same little episode. I turned it off too, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah wisdom. I don't want to believe nothing that comes from National Geographic, and, but, but the Bible yeah. itself. And I thought that was the, just awesome. Thank God that, that is you know, awesome. my son is, is maturing in this way instead of not wanting to be interested. And I love it. Right. I love him so much. Just, Praise God. And, and yeah, it is, and it, it is wonderful to hear that. And because there are those who come along and 
you know, Jesus worked miracles when he was a kid, like he was showing off to his friends and turned stones into birds. That's not biblical, because we know the first miracle of Jesus was at the wedding feast of Canaan there in John chapter 2. So the Bible guides us and directs us in truth. But as far as we know, Jesus was raised in Nazareth in a carpenter shop. Uh, Sometime along the way, it seems like Joseph perhaps passed away because he's not mentioned uh, anymore uh, after you know that incident of chapter 2 of Luke's gospel. But that's as far as we know. Uh, he was being raised in Nazareth and working in a carpenter shop. So, hey, thanks, Rudy. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can we say a quick prayer for a for, uh, baby coming into the family, uh, a couple? They're soon to get married, you know, they, uh, they're young. Can we just pray for this new child's blessing? Absolutely, Lord. We do pray for this couple and, Lord, that's having a child. And, and Father, just as we've already talked about uh, in this show already, that uh, being a parent is one of the greatest responsibilities that we have, and that uh, this child would be born. Uh, I pray that you'd be with the mother in the delivery, and the child would be healthy. But Lord, I also pray for this couple, that they would know that you desire for them to raise this child in the ways of the Lord. We just pray that uh, that Rudy and others that know you and love you would be able to minister to them, encourage them. You know all the situation, Lord. And so, Lord, we just lift up this this family to you. We just pray that you would work in their lives and the delivery of this child. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Rudy. God bless you. Thanks for calling. God bless you. See you. Bye-bye. You know, I love it. It really encourages me when I hear about kids that are reading their Bibles and learning and they're asking questions, and uh, it, it's so wonderful to be able to do that. And um, I do know that uh, it's so important for us to, again, raise our children in the ways of the Lord, and it's got to be more than veggie tales or anything like that, but to really sit down with them and read Bible stories to them, read the Word to them, get the Word of God into their hearts. And parents, you know, we want to encourage you in that. I know that your church, wherever you go to, they want to encourage you in that. It is so needed today. It's so imperative today that we do that to our children because the world's not going to do it and culture's not going to do it. Matter of fact, the world and culture is going to lie to them and is going to deceive them and pull them away from the Lord. So, we need to be there to be that covering. And God made uh, the family unit to where uh, we can uh, raise our children in the ways of the Lord. So we want to be able to do that. Um, we got one open line. We're getting close to break. And uh, so we're going to go to Misty. We might have to stop with the call. Misty, are you there? Yes. Misty. Hey, Misty, we're getting close to break. So uh, when we hear the music, we'll just have to stop, and then we'll continue after That's the okay. break. Is that okay? Is that okay? How are you? That's fine. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So you want to give me your question? Yeah, so I have a question about communion. Um, In 1 Corinthians 11, verses 27, 28, and 29, it says, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty Concerning the body and blood of the Lord, let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Um, 
I guess right. I just wanted some clarification on that because I've <laughs> I've been going to church for about nine years now, and I've never been told that before. And that kind of right. concerns me. So I, I guess I just want to understand that more in depth and make sure I'm interpreting it correctly. Yeah, because I think these are heavy verses, right, that you just read. And, yes. you know, as you continue reading, Paul went on to say that um, some of you, you know, that uh, he, he talks about the results of that. Um, and he says, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep and uh, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. So people read that and they get very confused. So we're going to look at that when we come back. I want you, Misty, to hang on the line. We're going to take a break. It's the only break of the show. And then we're going to come back and have this discussion and, and kind of look at it very carefully. Hey, we got an open line or two, I think. So 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Fix of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you this afternoon. Welcome to the second half had a great first half. We're going to continue with the phone calls. Let me give you those numbers. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So we have an open line. Give me a call. We've got plenty of time in the show to take your call, and uh, you can ask your questions or give your prayer requests and love to be able to minister to you and pray with you uh, in the remainder of the show. Also, I uh, just want to remind you that the text line is 24-7, and during the show, if we have time, we will go over some of those text questions and prayer requests, but you can text in a prayer request 24-7, and the pastoral staff at Calvary Church in Aurora will look at those and respond to you and be uh, praying for you, and that's a wonderful, I think it's just great. I think it's wonderful. So anywhere in the nation that you can text in a question uh, or a prayer request at 720-336-0897, you can do that, and they'll take a look at that. And we just want to continue to be able to minister to you in the best way that we know how. Just a couple quick announcements, then we're going to go back to our phone call uh, with Misty. Uh, but I want to let you know that uh, we are doing in-person services here at Calvary Greeley, have been all summer, 8.30, 10.30 on Sunday morning, uh, out in the backyard, so bring a lawn chair, and it's it's been wonderful. It's actually worked out great, and we have uh, seating in the sanctuary as well and in the coffee shop uh, if you don't want to sit outside, and it is again on Sunday morning, 8.30, 10.30. We do have uh, online um, that is available as well for those of you or uncomfortable or cannot come out to our in-person services. We'd love to you for you to be able to join us online, calvarychapelgreeley.org, or on our Facebook page, Calvary Chapel Greeley, as well. And then on Wednesday nights, we're continuing to do online services, and we're in the book of Jeremiah. So it's been an incredible study. We are in actually one of the most amazing chapters of the Old Testament, Jeremiah chapter 31, which speaks of the New Covenant. And we're looking at that very carefully. But also we see that chapters 30 through 33 of Jeremiah, it speaks of, it's called the consolation uh, for 
uh, the house of Judah. And here is the Lord speaking comfort to them because Jeremiah has been speaking judgment, but he goes on to say that God still has a love for you, his promises are true for you, and he has a plan for you. So it's very relevant for us today as we go through the book of Jeremiah. So again, online, 7 o'clock Wednesdays at calvarychapelgreeley.org, that's O-R-G, and also our Facebook page. So I wanted to let you know about that, but we're going to go back to Misty in Loveland. Misty, you still there? Yes. For those of you who maybe perhaps didn't hear her question, she's asking about communion and then that section that speaks about examining yourself in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that that speaks of uh, eating uh, or taking of communion in an unworthy manner is guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and a drink of the cup. And so, um, you know, that is something that Misty has expressed that she never heard before. And and uh, Misty, are, are you afraid maybe you're not taking communion in a worthy manner or um, just wondering about the text in general? Um, I think about the text in general. Um, mm-hmm. I guess examining yourself, um, I'm kind of interpreting that as a form of repentance, and I feel like I'm doing okay, but I mean, I guess it's important to know what it means to drink it in an unworthy manner so that you know if you're right. doing that or not. Well, I think that we have to kind of look at the the chapter and why Paul is writing that, the Corinthian church was a very carnal church. Um, they were ones that, um, you know, to be called a Corinthian back in this day was a very derogatory term. It was uh, very carnal. They are coming out of paganism. They're coming out of immorality. They're coming out of uh, all kinds of carnality. It was just a bad place. And so the Christians are coming out of that, and they struggled with it. So what was happening is Paul's writing to them about head coverings. He's writing to them about um, authority in the church and headship in the church. And then also he's writing to them about their conduct at the Lord's Supper. So what was happening was they were having these these love feasts, or they were having what we would call potluck. And they would gather together, and they couldn't even do a potluck right, Misty. I mean, he is giving them correction because there are some that were hoarding their food. Um, There were some who were not sharing. Um, He says, For in eating, each one takes his own supper ahead of others, and one is hungry, and another is drunk. So he gives us some implication what is going on. I mean, that's pretty bad when you can't do a potluck right. And so some were going off in the corner, you know, they— with their Kentucky Fried Chicken and not sharing with anybody. Meanwhile, the guy that, you know, is single and brought a bag of potato chips, you know, because he doesn't cook or whatever, he was going hungry. So they weren't sharing. They they were being um, selfish. They were um, not sharing. And then they were getting drunk. So there was a problem that was there. And he specifically says that some of you, you're getting drunk. and um, And so now as he deals with it, he goes into, he says, if you're you know, going to drink, drink at home. Don't do it in the house of God. And he also gives instruction in the New Testament, we're not to be drunk with wine. So when he goes that you need to examine yourself, and it's very important that some people will say, well, I'm not going to take a communion because I'm not worthy to take a communion. 
And I think we need to have the right perspective of what the Lord is saying uh, when he says that uh, we are to uh, be ones that are, are um, you know, uh, receiving from the Lord um, in a worthy manner. Uh, it's not that, am I worthy enough to take communion? Because the bottom line, Misty, is any of us worthy enough? Where's our worth? Our worth is in the Lord. So he doesn't say that to prevent us from coming to the Lord's table. He says this to prepare us to come to the Lord's table, that you are not to take of it in an unworthy manner. In other words, you're getting drunk, you know, and then you take a communion. That was the unworthy manner. But you need to examine yourself, and in that examining yourself, uh, what that means is, again, it's not a morbid display of self-checking to see if you're worthy of what Jesus did for us, but it's just an honest evaluation to see if we are receiving communion in a way that is honoring to the Lord. Communion is important. Communion is what brings us together, coming to the Lord's table and remembering what he did for us as he, he talks about what the Lord did on that night that uh, he was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks, he said, this is my body, eat, broken for you. In the same manner, he took the cup and said, this is the new covenant in my blood. This is something that, that we are to come in an attitude of worship, we're to come in an attitude of, of reverence, we're to come in an attitude of thanksgiving, that we belong to this new covenant because of his sacrifice for us. It isn't coming and just, you know, an exercise or... You know, in the case of the Corinthians, they were coming drunk, and they were receiving communion in an unworthy manner. So examine yourselves. And uh, we want to come to communion in a way where we're worshiping and we are remembering and that we are giving thanks to the Lord. And I think that's the important thing that we need to remember in that. Um, you know, um, the idea, again, is not to keep people away from the table of communion. It's to prepare them to receive communion with the right heart and the right attitude. And you know what, Misty? The same thing could be said about worship. When we come in, as we have corporate worship, we should come in ready to worship, desiring to worship, um, desiring to give thanks to the Lord, desiring to give our hearts to the Lord. Um, we're to be living sacrifices unto the Lord. So I think that's the main things of what he is saying there in that text. Okay. But that what happens? Lots of clarity. Thank you. See, a lot of people read that and they think, well, you know, I had a bad week. You know, I had a bad attitude or, you know, um, I did this, so I'm not going to take a communion. Listen, put it under the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to come to the Lord's table. He said, do this in remembrance of me. So it's not, am I worthy enough to take a communion? Because where's the line on that? The only reason that we're worthy is why? Because he allowed his body to be broken and his blood shed for forgiveness of sin. That's what makes us worthy to come to the Lord's table. But to take it in a worthy manner, to take it in the right attitude and reverence to the Lord and reverence of what he did for us. And I think that's what Paul's saying. You guys are out, you know, being selfish, you're partying, you're doing all this stuff. And you're not doing it in a worthy manner. And so that's the main emphasis that I take away from that. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. 
you bet, Misty. And I appreciate you calling us. Keep in touch. Thank you. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. I believe that we do um, have uh, a couple open lines, so I'd love to hear from you. It's been a while since I've been back on the show, but uh, I just uh, am so glad to be with you once again. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. We are going to go to New Jersey. Holly is on the line. with. Hi, Holly. Holly, you still there? Holly was waiting for a little bit, so she dropped, but I do want to pray uh, just for her. And um, Father, I just pray for Holly. She's going through some personal things, and I just pray um, that as she's sorting things out, that she would be able to get the counsel that she needs um, and that you would just work in her life, that she would look to your word and desire to, Lord, please you in the decisions that she's making and the things that are ahead in her life. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, your word would touch her heart. You know everything she's going through, the decisions she is making and and things that are going on in her life. So I just pray for your word to touch her heart, your will to be worked out in her life. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So that leaves me with all open lines. Love to talk with you, 303-690-3000. And uh, the text line is 720-336-0897. We've been talking about ministering to our kids. And one of the uh, prayer requests that came in is to pray for our kids as they head back to school. And I know that those of you, who, wherever you're listening, that you have you know, uh, you know, know, school districts that are making decisions for this month, and it seems like it's changing— and even here in Colorado, different school districts are doing different things, whether to do in-person classrooms, online. I know that uh, in the metro area that uh, some of the school districts for first quarter are going to do online only. Some school districts along our listening um, area in Colorado are going to do in-person or they're doing different scheduling, or it's different uh, from high school, middle schoolers, than from elementary. And you're trying to sort this all out, and schools are trying to sort this all out. And so there's a request that we would just pray for wisdom. And I know it's hard to move forward. All of us have have been in this uh, situation of the pandemic to where a lot of our lives were trying to figure out in different areas how to move forward, wisdom, and so they asked for prayer for parents, uh, for wisdom, and uh, kids going back, and also for spiritual wisdom. And I think that that is really important, that we have uh, spiritual wisdom that we have uh, in our lives. And I can't help but think about uh, what is given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, that however we speak wisdom among those who are mature, not the wisdom of the age, nor the rulers of the age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery um, and uh, hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our glory. And eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hey, he has a plan, and he wants to give you wisdom, and we need spiritual wisdom. And I hope that, Father, as we just lift up um, those who are praying about their kids, uh, trying to figure out what to do, uh, I pray that you would 
give parents wisdom, uh, that you would help them. There's all kinds of situations and needs. Lord, just be with them and guide them in every way. So, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, give parents uh, the wisdom that they need in kids going back to school, give them a peace that passes understanding and uh, that rules in their hearts. And, Lord, I pray uh, for—I know that here at our church we have teachers that are trying to figure all that out and how to minister to their kids. I thank you for Christian teachers that are in the schools. I pray that you would bless them and minister to them. And I pray that uh, you would help them. And, Lord, I also just um, ask that you would just uh, continue to work in our lives. All of us have decisions that we're trying to make, trying to move forward, trying to uh, just do what is right, and we need you. We need spiritual wisdom, Lord. And we know that you have a plan, that you're working. You promise that as we go to you and as we wait on you, that we will hear a voice behind us saying this is the way walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time for you to be able to call in. In the meantime, we're going to go all the way to Maryland where Mikana is on line one. Did I say that right, Mikana? McConan, McMillan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Thank God. Good. Yeah, I I just um, wanted to get some advice on and uh, any resource. I know I have a son. He's 15 now. He started uh, one day. I found out on the laptop that he was uh, watching uh, uh, pornography. So is there a Bible base and also, you know, um, scientific base or legal? Oh, that combines all this so that I watch with him. I, you know, I called him and I told him that it's bad. He, he regretted. But I just want, you know, truly convince him, um, um, I mean, what God says about this. Yeah, and you know, and it's a problem. It's a problem with their youth. It's a problem in their culture. It is so accessible, it is so uh, available, and it's poisoning our youth. It's poisoning um, a lot of people. It is a huge, huge problem. So I would talk to him about you know that it's sin before God, and that's always you know one of the things that we have to do with our kids uh, or with anybody ministering to them is not just telling them that it's wrong, but why it's wrong, and dealing with their hearts. And uh, setting those things before your eyes is going to pollute your soul and your heart, and and that's what we need to do. And so there's scripture in the Psalms you know, that are given about, David writes about, I won't set anything uh, before my eyes. I want to make a covenant with my eyes, uh, that I won't put anything um, before my eyes that is... Uh, going to be ungodly. Uh, verses like that. We also know that Paul writes about uh, in Ephesians that we need to make sure that uh, we're walking in the light. Um, we're not to uh, be partakers of anything that is unclean. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, um, you know, walking in the light, not in the darkness. Uh, make sure you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So to make sure that those verses are given, 
you know, to him and, and run those verses over with him, how it hurts the heart of God and how it will begin to eat away at your heart. And here's the thing that it, it reminds me of the Ten Commandments that the Lord says, have no graven images before me. And the thing about when you see an image in your mind, then what happens is uh, that um, that image sticks to your mind. So a couple verses that you can give to him is Job 31, verse 1. I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? That That is something you can talk to him about. Psalm 101, 3. I will not set anything wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Uh, we know that uh, that Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 5, that if you look at another with lust, then you've already committed adultery in your heart. We also know that Paul talks about renewing your mind, um, the spirit of your mind. And the way that you renew your mind is that you renew it by taking in the Word of God. So Paul talks in Ephesians um, that that you put on the new man was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Uh, he writes in the book of Romans, as he's inspired by the Spirit of God, that we are to be a living sacrifice unto the Lord. He says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, don't be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So those are all verses that you can give to him. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, I think of that. Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So keep feeding him the Word of God, talking to him about what he's putting into his mind, because the music we can listen to or the, the programs we watch or the pictures that we are looking at, particularly those sites of that, you know, are just the the pornography is a huge problem and and to put those things away. So you as a father, you know, Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Now he's not talking about bodily mutilation. We know that. But what he's saying is you need to deal with it radically. So all the temptation needs to go away. All the temptations, and I, I tell men this, um, that uh, you you need to be accountable. You need to be one that you, you're not given to those temptations, that they're not there. And you need to put in things place that is going to keep you from pulling up those things. And it is difficult because you can get it on your smartphone, you can get it on your tablet, you can get it whatever. Um, but that's where accountability happens. So does that help those verses and 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 all of that? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now I have. Uh, he's willing to listen and to pray with me. Good. He's, you know, uh, he has good heart, but now he's entering into this marriage and. Uh, yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll and, use those verses to talk to him. Uh, yeah. Is there any any any? Uh, Documents that I can read and uh, he can read to. Do you know? Do you have any any in mind? Any, any what? Book recommendations book, is what you're any, asking. Any book or I you know any uh, video or any 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 uh, so, so that I can watch with him. The, the, the what you know, the um, the problem with 
the watching this. Yeah, there's there's been a few books, and in you know, I'm kind of drawing a blank on it. I think Tony Evans put out a pretty good book, uh, No More Excuses, um, and that may be a good book. And um, there's been a few others, but I'd have to look at that those book recommendations, and um, and you know, you might look online to see if there is any. I think that it's important that you get a good biblical. Uh, a book on that, and you might, if you go to church, ask your pastor if he has any recommendations. But um, there, there's some out there. So, um, but I think what really is going to help him is the Word of God. Um, I, I'm getting a recommendation, Steve Gallagher at the Altar of Sexual Idolatry. That may be a book that you might want to look at. Oh, what did he say? Who is the author? Steve Gallagher. G A L L A G H E R. Okay. Okay. Thank and you, you so know, much. What, God bless you. Yeah. And it's it's used in Pure Life Ministries, uh, which he can you can also look up Pure Life Ministries, okay? And okay. then one of the things you might think about is going through the book with him and just talking with him about it, okay? So you yeah, might want to pray about I'm planning, that. You know, to be with him um, and, you know, discuss um, all, um, everything with him. He's willing at this point. He's willing to talk. He's willing good. to... Good. You're blessed. Yeah. You're blessed by okay. that. And and that's a good thing. Hey, can I can I pray for you? Uh, yeah, yes, please. Thank you so much. <laughs> hey, I pray for my brother, uh, me, Conan, and in Maryland, I just pray that as he ministers to his son, that you give him wisdom, you give him discernment, that you give him help, and he get um, those verses that will help his son. That uh, I'm so grateful that his son has a soft heart to be able to listen to him. But Lord, that you would just pull him out of this 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 problem that's in our culture that sucks so many people, young people, all people of ages, um, into and looking at things um, and watching things that are of great perversity. So, Lord, I just pray for that healing, that deliverance. I just pray for um, my brother here that as a father that he be able to minister to his son. And um, I just pray for your working in their lives, and and particularly his son, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for calling. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Okay, you bet. PureLifeMinistries.org, and it's a huge problem that we're seeing in our culture, and so we need to be on guard. You know, it's very important it, what it does, um, what we put into our minds, and what we watch and stuff affects us, what we listen to. And it's so important more than ever. And, you know, it's, it's obvious when we talk about perhaps uh, pornography, but also, you know, just... As, as we watch things on TV, we watch for, um, you know, uh, the news and everything. You can watch so mu- much of it, it really begins to affect you. And I just want to encourage you. Listen, we want to be updated. We want to stay informed, but we can watch so much of news and what's going on in our culture and in our nation that we start to get angry. And I think a lot of people are angry. And we need the Word of God to be placed in our hearts, to be a priority in our lives. And, and, you know, that's what we need. We need that spiritual wisdom. 
And we need to stay close to him and be in prayer and to be renewed in our minds uh, by the word of God. And Paul talks about that and to uh, take it and hide it in our hearts. So it's so very important. You know, the psalmist writes that, Whom have I in heaven but you, Lord? And there is none upon the earth that I desire beside you. And my flesh and my heart fail. You know, there's a lot of hearts that are failing right now. And our flesh fails. And there's the temptations. And there's the the evil of the world, the images that are all around us. And it fails. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever, the psalmist writes. And it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare all your works. We are to trust in him. We are to go to him. We are to desire him. And as you do, all those things will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So continue to look to him and to the word of God. So uh, it's more imperative that we do that uh, than ever before. And especially, too, as maybe you feel isolated it's harder to get to church. It's harder to be in fellowship. Uh, all the restrictions, the frustrations that come in life. Listen, the Lord loves you. He's still working. He He desires to take his word and plant it in your heart to bring you the comfort and the strength and stability that we need. And uh, as I was mentioning, that we, we, you know, we had a high school retreat, and those kids, they went up and they were able to get away from the world for three days. And Man, we saw kids saved and touched. So keep in the Word of God. Keep being comforted by the Word of God. And you're going to see you're going to be strengthened by the Word of God. Hey, thanks for uh, all of you that called in today. And God bless you. We're going to be with you next time. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.